Before we begin, I am not Finnish and I am not Russian, so there will be mispronounced words here, perhaps terribly mispronounced. If you feel that I mispronounced it, please do tell me. I would love to pronounce it right. But now, without further ado, let's get into the Winter War. Finland had been part of the Kingdom of Sweden until the early parts of the 19th century when it was invaded by Russia in the Great Northern War. It was ceded to the Russian Empire and the Grand Duchy of Finland would be an autonomous state under the Russian Empire. This would last until the end of the 19th century when Russia, like it did with its other possessions, tried to assimilate it through Russification. These would be stopped due to issues within the empire, but the damage was done and relations between the Russians and the Finns soured. This would result in more Finnish independent ideas. World War I would see the end of the Russian Empire, among others, and grant the long-desired independence to the Finns. The Soviet government knew it could not hold on to the empire's old territories, so it recognized the government's legitimacy just three weeks after its official declaration on the 6th of December. Its sovereignty would once again be threatened, though, as in 1918, the Finnish socialists and conservatives, more commonly known as the Red and the White Guard, respectively. The two sides would seek cooperation from those who supported their ideologies, the Whites receiving it from Germany and the Reds from the Soviets. This would deepen tensions in society and break out into all-out war on the 27th of January, 1918, and it would end on May 15, 1918. After the war, the Whites would come out victorious and send off the Reds or imprison them, eventually banning the Communist Party altogether in 1931. This deepened divisions in society more than they had ever been. Finland joined the League of Nations in 1920 and increased military exercises with Scandinavian countries and Estonia. A movement called the Lapua Movement sought out anti-communist violence and failed a coup in 1932. After these events, Finland would have a cooling of the more extremist side of politics. The Soviet-Finnish relations were not well, though, and since the Soviets had helped the Reds in the Civil War, Finland sent over Finnish expeditions to help annex Karelia and create a greater Finland. It would result in a couple skirmishes, and then the Soviets would recognize the borders of the Grand Duchy of Finland as those of the new independent Finnish state. The Soviets would sign a non-aggression pact with Finland in 1932, one that would be confirmed to last for 10 years in 1934. However, the Soviets wanted Finland to see territory, stating that did not trust the new Germany. In April of 1938, Boris Yartsev would contact Finnish Foreign Minister Rudolf Holsti and Prime Minister Imo Kahander and suggested that Finland cede or lease some islands in the Gulf of Finland. Finland would refuse, stating a policy of neutrality. Negotiations would continue through 1938 with no results. The Finns did not like the Soviets. Even the communists still left, 
had to see their great Finnish communist leaders executed in the Great Purge. The 1930-9 Molotov-Ribbentrop Pact stated a non-aggression pact between the Soviets and the Germans, but secretly divided up eastern countries into spheres of influence. Finland was in the Soviet sphere. The Soviets would invade eastern Poland and send ultimatums to the Baltic countries that they would be forced to accept. Soviets had been amassing at the border since 1938, and the Soviets, on October 5th, 1939, would invite the Finnish delegation J.K. Paskivy to Moscow and demand that the border be moved 19 miles or 30 kilometers east of Vyborg, and that Finland destroy all fortifications on Karelian Isthmus. It would cede Repola and from East Karelia, two times the territory it demanded. This would eventually be denied due to public opinion. On the 26th of November, the town of Manila, on the Soviet side of the border, would be shelled by what was said to be the fence, and would demand an apology from the Finnish government. It would deny it had any part in the shelling, and the Soviets used this as a casus belli, and on November 30th, would invade with 21 divisions, aka 450k men, and bombed Helsinki. The League of Nations would expel the USSR on December 14th, 1939, and call for its members to help Finland. Volunteers would be provided through means of people believing the Finnish cause was just. Most did, and even Finns living abroad, returned home to help protect the country. Even the Pope, on December 26, 1939, donated a signed and sealed prayer on behalf of Finland. On the Soviet side of things, we have them occupying some of Karelia and forming a puppet government, the Finnish Democratic Republic, headed by Otto Weil Kusinin. The Soviets had recently conquered the eastern half of Poland with about 4,000 casualties and felt pretty high and mighty about its military might. It also found the German tactics of Blitzkrieg interesting and was planning to try them out for itself. The favor here was clearly with the Soviets. With their enormous manpower and new tactics, it seemed as if they would finish the war within weeks. But their first issue came when they tried to deploy their new battle plans. The Soviets were not as organized or disciplined as the Germans, so all attempts to capture key points of a city were repelled. Additionally, the Soviets had believed that by creating their new communist government, it would call upon the class split in society and get the workers over to fight for them. From the beginning of the war, all Finnish people, even the communists, recognized this not as a liberation, but as occupation incited with the Helsinki government. This was known as the spirit of the Winter War. The battles of the Mannerheim Line had the Soviets facing the Finnish line on the 16th of December, with the line being reinforced all along except for a 0.62 mile long gap. This gap would be exploited by Soviet tanks, but they would fail to get anything out of it. The Finnish would repel the Soviet ground troops and send them running off demoralized. The Soviet tanks that broke through 
would attack random points until they are eventually destroyed. But it would take a while since the Finns had no anti-tank weapons. The Soviets would be the subject of a plan proposed by General Harold Aquist, which called for the encirclement of three Soviet divisions. It would fail, and each side lost about 1,300 men. Ladoga Karelia was another area for a series of battles. It was surprised to the Finnish headquarters, as they believed it, they would, the Soviets would not attack there. The most important battle to know here would be the Battle of Kola, which would last until the end of the war and gave legendary items, such as the quote of Kola Holtz and the White Death, a sniper named Simo Haya, who was accredited with over 250 kills. This battle was significant to the Finnish war effort as it showed a small country can be outpowered but still tactically defeat the stronger enemy. February would see a breakthrough for the Soviets in Western Karelia Isthmus in the Second Battle of Suma. The Finns would sue for peace on 13th of March, 1940 with the signing of the Moscow Peace Treaty. Finland would be forced to cede 11% of its territory, aka 30% of its economy, to the Soviet Union. But the war would destroy the Soviets in the eyes of Western powers, confirming their doubts on the strength of it. And most importantly, Adolf Hitler thought that he can get away with invading the Union if it can't even put up against Finland. But for Finland, the war was harmful. Losing 30% of the economy was not going to help it. But they gained recognition and maintained sovereignty, which was very important for the nation. Even more, it united the divided country. But the peace would not last between the Soviets and the Finns. And when the Nazis invaded the Soviets, Finland would join, but it would not join the Axis. But they only invaded to gain back what they lost, to retake what they deemed theirs. With the start of the German invasion in June 1941, Finland as well would push into Soviet territory and by September have already reversed the occurrences of the Winter War. They halted soon after they reached there, and about 20 to 32 kilometers from Leningrad, they helped the Germans siege out the city by cutting off the northern supplies. The Soviets would launch an offensive in June 1944 and would send the Finns relink. The attack drove the Finns from most of the territories they had gained during the war, but the Finnish army halted the offensive in August of 1944. Hostilities ended on the 5th of September of 1944 with the signing of the Moscow Armistice, putting an end to the continuation war. The signing of the Armistice would cause Finland to get into war with Germany over the removal of troops from its territory, as Moscow said it needed to. This would leave about a 1,000 Germans dead and 774 Finns dead. World War II was concluded formally for Finland and the minus Axis powers with the signing of the Paris Peace Treaties in 1947. The treaties resulted in the restorations of the borders in the 1940 Moscow Peace Treaties, the ceding of the municipality of Petsamo, leasing of the Porkala Peninsula to the USSR. Furthermore, Finland was, was forced to pay 300 million in war reparations to the USSR.